What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and I am back. Welcome. Welcome as we continue our study on Ephesians chapter 6, and we are going through verses 5 through 8 today. And today is a, is a tough discussion, so um, it's on a very, very difficult subject, slaves. And here, especially in uh, America, um, and the idea of the slavery that has taken place in, I guess, called antebellum South, and uh, it's it's difficult. It's a, it's a hard task. And so I want to start out by talking about some of the idea of slavery back then. And I, I don't want to say that it is better, because there is no better. Only another human being is wrong and sinful. Um, and regardless, the slave in the Roman time could be done with as they were to be done with. And so um, the, the master had complete and total control over the family, the life, the actions of the slave. And that's a horrible thing to think about and talk about. And so as we discuss this, man, I want to also have us recognize what Paul is doing here. Okay. Um, matter of fact, let's just stop. We'll talk about, uh, read the verses. If you haven't read them, six, five through eight, and uh, come back, stop the tape, check it out, see what it is. We'll come back and discuss it. And if you have, then now let's, let's go ahead and discuss what it's talking about. Let's read the verse and then we'll talk about it. He says, slaves, obey your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in seriousness uh, or sincerity of heart. As to the Lord, and not uh, according to eye services, man pleasers, but as uh, slaves to Christ, doing the will of God from the soul, with uh, um, good will, serving as to the Lord, and not according to the man, knowing that each, if he does good, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And so what do we got here? What's Paul saying? What's he talking about? The big idea, I think, that a lot of people have a question about, we got we got to hit the warrants up. When I say hit the warrants, that means the questions people are going to ask that we already know he's going to ask. Is Paul condoning slavery? No, he's not. Okay? He's not condoning slavery in this way. He is speaking to the institutions that are at hand. And we talked a little bit about how Paul appeals to Scripture to talk about the institutes that were before as in the marriage, he talks about that's the bond of marriage uh, that is also a mystery of Christ being bound to us. Then it talks about the father and the son, uh, the mother, the parent and the son. And he talks about how that is established by the commandment. Now, the, one of the Ten Commandments that says, honor your father and mother. This relationship was a foundational relationship from the beginning. And we see that, too, in Genesis. It's the same way. As they become one, they, they create. He says procreate. These are institutions, the family is an institution that God has ordained, but he doesn't appeal to scripture to talk about slavery. And so that's very important first off to say. So in if, if we're looking at this from a, a thousand foot view, we're recognizing that God, that Paul is not speaking on um, the, the, the godliness of slavery, but only speaking how Christians, as Christians, we should live in these institutions that are upon us. Uh, because the idea right now is not that we're going to overturn Rome. It's, it's This is not a democracy. It is not a place like it is today in America with our minds thinking in that way. It is a dictatorship that uh, the the um, Roman government is supreme in all things. Uh, matter of fact, we talked about that and how the father 
is to the the son, how the husband is to the wife, and now to the master, to the slave. Is is this is the the authoritarian, the one who has con- complete control over all things? This is the idea of what these these lives were like. This household code was like for the Romans. Uh, but Paul is subverting that, talking about submission to one another. We started out this entire session of the household codes with the idea of being filled with the Spirit, and how we do that is by submitting to one another. And then we talked about the different ways that we can submit. So while the the husband is is giving, while it says the wife submit to the husband, it also says the husband should sacrifice his life, which is subverting what the culture is saying. Thereby, he is submitting. He is submitting to the um, the wife and in the same way the child as well as he is, or i mean the father as well to the child is that in his not wrathing his children or making his children angry then he is submitting in a way to his child in order to raise him in the admonition of the lord and so we're going to see this first off first we're going to talk about the slave and it says this about him well first off he paul speaks to the slave Okay, this is would be unheard of in this time that he would even mention the slave and his duties. And so because of that, we already see and we've talked about this before, the dignity that Paul gives to slaves, saying that they are persons, that they are people with value. And so as he says, slaves, he is already making a claim on them that there is something innate in them that brings power worth and uh, identity to who they are. And that is Christ. As we've seen that this book is completely about the identity of the people of God, which is the church. As one, we are all heirs of the kingdom, man. Heirs of the kingdom. And as he speaks about being heirs through this entire book, that's something that slaves were not. And so as he calls them we're going to get to this here in a second. He's going to be saying there is something that they get to receive because they are people of Christ, people of God. So he says, slaves, obey your masters who are according to the flesh or who are worldly or who are not God. And he says this, he says, with sincerity and fear, with respect and sincerity. He says that they should be sincere in their heart in doing this. It's like uh, the, that they should truly serve their masters. I, I know that's 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 tough, huh? But Paul gives this as the rationale. First off, I want to talk about his uh desire to say from their heart. You see, in this time, the um um the slave was not even considered uh fully human. That they were considered as uh separate beings, as is um they they didn't possess a heart or a seat of mind. They also didn't possess a soul. And Paul says with their soul, if you read it in the Greek, I think in English it says heart again, but he uses those words to give them um, um, life, to say that they are people, to say that they are uh, have dignity. And so he, he, he talked to them about their heart and the way in which they do things. Okay. He says, do this with your heart as to Christ. And this is always what it is, man. It is always in the light of who Christ is. And in this way, it's a bit different than what um, than what uh, the others have said, because uh, Paul mentions throughout this entire book about the, the depravity of the Gentiles and their sexual 
and in their uh, daily lives of lasciviousness of drinking and sexuality and immoral um, and um, uncleanliness. But this is the reality of slaves at this time. From young boys and girls to older men and women, this is the reality of what they have to go through. But he does not condemn them in this when he says these things because he knows that they have no uh, particular ability to resist because of the situation that they are in. And so as he goes and he speaks about these things, he says this, do it as to the Lord. Like all that you do, make sure that it is as you are honoring God. He says not just to make people happy uh, because um, the idea of a slave back then as well was that they were, um, they only did things for their own gain, that they were uh, incapable and stupid to be able to achieve uh, what was necessary, that they were lazy, debase, that uh, they only did what they wanted. And that's why they needed discipline as in um, the whip or any other means by which they could be uh, trained to do whatever the master willed. And so Paul is trying to say that as they live this life, as they are under this subjugation, he says, show them how Christ loves. Show them how God loves. He says, don't do it because of them being pleased. Don't do it just for them to see you. He says, but do it as a servant of Christ. As a matter of fact, he uses the same term, douloi. It's slave, servant, slave. And so he says, do it as a slave of Christ, as Paul himself calls himself a slave of Christ. And he is assigning and associating everybody in the realm of this lifestyle who lives in the light of Christ, that they are all slaves because they are all slaves to Christ. So he's identifying everyone as the same status as the slave. He continues on and he says, doing the will of God from the soul. And that's what I was talking about earlier when I said he's giving them these classifications that the society has taken away from the slave. He says, it's from your heart and from your soul because you have these two things. You're not just flesh. You're not just meat. You're not just a body. You have a heart and a soul, a mind and a soul. And he says, do this as goodwill, serving as to the Lord and not to man. He's like, and he wants to repeat this. And it's because he gives this. He says that if you do good, then you will receive from the Lord, whether you are slave or you're free, because this does not matter. You gain an inheritance. See, Paul is saying, man, because of the things uh, that God has given us and because of the will that we do, it says that we gain an inheritance, something that the slave had no uh, um, ability to do. They don't have progeny. The kids that they birthed were not theirs. They, they don't have uh, a way to inherit land or, or anything. This was, it was something, the plight of the slave, that they did not have. Yet Paul is saying that they do because they are heirs of the kingdom, just as everyone else is. While society says that no, slaves don't get inheritance, Paul is saying they have dignity and worth because Christ has bestowed it upon them in this new man. And he says, because of that, you have an inheritance. 
You have something that you can hold on to and look forward to, the hope of your calling, as Paul has said. And so I, I, I just want us to figure out or see, actually, is that, that Paul is trying to address a situation that is horrible. It's difficult. But Paul wants to tell and teach them as members of the church, as people of Christ, how they should live this life. And it is to shine and honor the God that they serve, even in this horrible situation. So what's to say about God is that God in every way desires to be honored. God in every way not only desires but deserves to be honored and glorified by our actions. That's why we started this whole thing. It says walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. And so Paul is is teaching slaves how to do this. What's to say about man is that as men, we, we honor God. We, we ought to give God glory in everything that we do. Even when we are being treated horribly and set in impossible situations, God is to be honored in that. God is to be honored in that. Man, that's 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 a very difficult situation. That's a very troubling thing to think about is how do we honor God in horrible and inconceivably unpleasant in what may seem like hopeless situations? How do we honor God? Well, how do we apply these truths that God desires honor and then man is placed in some bad, bad situations? Sometimes we can be in some impossible and horrible situations. How do we how do we um how do we apply this truth to our life? Well, first off, I think we should just remember the freedom that God has given us through Christ is that we have the ability to do these things because we are powered by his spirit. Despite our circumstances, we'll be able to do these things. But second, man, it's just just think about what it is that makes God so good that we can endure through these situations. Because the time will come when there is an impossible situation that we are put into. And how are we going to respond? That's my thought, too, is sometimes like, how am I going to respond? I respond so easily now about the grace of God, the goodness of God, the glory of God, the wonder of God. But when that time comes and I'm put in a position of pickle that I don't want to be in, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Paul's in prison. Slaves are slaves. How how, how are we going to deal with when these things come tumbling down on us? How are we going to honor God when we're in this this very difficult, very troubled place? I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.